This is How to Business and Show Business, where we talk about the business of show, the podcast that discusses ways to work smarter, not harder. If you're a performer at the beginning of your career or a student interested in going into the performing arts, this is the podcast for you. For more about the podcast, you can find our website at businessandshowbusiness.com. There you can learn more about the business of performing arts with coursework, videos with shop talk, and interviews with other professional performers. Now here's your host, Corbin. Hello, I'm your host, Corbin, and welcome back to another episode of How to Business and Show Business. Before we get started, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you can stay caught up anytime there's a new episode. Friends, thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm so excited to share this week's guest and discussion with Cameron Michael Chase. In this week's episode, we talk about continued education. And who better than to have someone who's currently obtaining their master's speak on this? Cameron is obtaining his master's degree through Michigan State. We talk about why it was so important for him to continue his education, even though he'd already been working professionally for quite some time. And we also talk about why it may or might not be right for you. And if this is something you're wanting to pursue as you continue throughout your career. And is it ever too late to go back? We talk about the things, as I've said before, you don't know what you don't know and how humbling yourself because you can never stop learning. You're never too old to stop learning. So without further ado, here's my interview with Cameron Michael Chase. Ladies and gentlemen, in virtual studio with me today, Cameron Michael Chase. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Right now it is eight o'clock for me. What time is it for you? Oh, for me it's noon o'clock. Oh, come on, noon o'clock. We see you. Get it. You said my name and I was expecting there to be like the I'll, I'll put that modest, in later. But, I'll put that in but, later. <laughs> <laughs> modesty children. <laughs> see, you give him an inch and he goes a mile. Can't be trusted. This guy. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so Cameron, who yeah. is Cameron Michael Chase. Oh, you know, um, the thing that, that I think about when I think about this this work that you're doing right now is like, I'm an actor first and foremost, but um, but I do so many different things. And and also uh, another thing to think about too is like my work doesn't define who I am. So my initial like I think go to is like, oh, I'm an actor, I'm a singer, I'm a voice teacher, I'm an acting coach. But I'm like, no, nah, that's not who I am. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Who is Karen Michael Chase? He's, a, he's an actor, but somebody who's uh, down for a good time. Yeah. Somebody who's fun. Yeah. Somebody who's lighthearted. I think that I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I'm an empath. That's probably why I'm an actor. All right. Okay. 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 Yeah. Being an actor is not all that you are. So what are no. your hobbies and or interests outside of the business? Oh gosh, too many of them, <laughs> which is think is important. I think you have to have other things going on. Um, well, the children at home can't see it, but you can. Uh, this apartment is covered in plants. Um, so that's an issue. It's a hobby and an issue. Um, I am super into gardening um, and that's only the inside. There's about like 20 more out on this balcony that I've got. That, uh, when we were together is when I started doing photography Mm-hmm. And so I do um, mostly landscape, but I do headshots every now and again because you know. Yes, come on now. He wants he wants that extra coin. Listen. Um, but headshots and landscape photography. Um, I'm also really big into like building things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I do a lot of DIY stuff around the house all the time. 
I've built my bed frame. I've got a mirror that I built. I've anything that's a shelf that's in this apartment, I've built it. So yes. also yes. come to me for your for your hardware needs. Need come a on. bed? I'll build it for you. I'll build it and I'll give you your headshots. <laughs> Just a jack of many trades. So now that we know a little bit about you, let's get down to the nitty gritty of why we're all sure. Here. Yes. Uh, this is the master's edition for a very important reason. Cameron, what are you doing right now with your education? Oh, it's word for word. I'm getting my master's. I am uh, currently getting my MFA in acting at Michigan State University. And why has continuing education been an integral part of your life? Because I love learning. <laughs> also, it's genetic. Uh, you know, they always joke like uh, it runs in like your blood. So like my parents are teachers. My grandpa was a teacher. My sister's a teacher. Like for lack of better words, my sister-in-law teacher. So it's just like uh, education and learning is just like it runs in my blood. Um, but also I'm of the mindset that especially being back in school, having done two more years of it so far, I'm going into my last year right now. We start in a couple of weeks of a three-year program, but um, there's always something new to learn. You don't know nothing. And actually one of my best friends here uh, constantly says, oh, I don't know nothing, which is obviously not true. She knows so much. We all know so much, but uh, having the humility to know that you don't know it all and that there's always something new to learn mm -hmm. uh, is vital. I think that's part of how I run my life. I think it's how people should all run their lives because none of us are perfect. None of us know everything. Um, and so a big part of going back to school was like, I got so much to learn. I've been out, out of my undergrad for about 10 years. I've been working consistently full-time as an actor. That's great. But like, there's more to know. So that was one of the, one of the big reasons about wanting to go back to school. And then, um, and then also, uh, I, I got to the point where, okay, I've been working for 10 years. I love what I do, but I also love teaching and, um, and even before I finished my undergrad, one of the things I knew I wanted to do was to get a master's because if you want to be a college professor in theater, you know, your two ends are either you've got a master's degree with a decent amount of experience or you've got a really stacked resume with some really impressive credits. So I thought, well, which one can I do faster? <laughs> which was going to school. So uh, another one of the initial reasons in wanting to go back was get the credentials because when I first started here two years ago, I thought, okay, I'm ready for a shift. And I was thinking to myself, I will teach maybe 60, 70% of the time and I'll perform maybe 40, 30%. And that was what I was thinking when I got here. And then I walked in the doors and after a semester, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like I said, you've always got something new to learn. And I learned, I still got more to know about being an actor and, and a drive to put that to the test. What are some things that you learned this time around with your masters that you might have missed if not didn't really pick up on heavily when you were getting your bachelor's everything <laughs> <laughs> you know what the truth is when you're it's so hard and i've i've thought this for a long time and i think i maybe thought it in the back of my mind when i was in my undergrad when you're like 18 mm. even younger because you don't necessarily decide at 18 you're like yeah i'm gonna audition for you know a conservatory program i made that decision when i was like 16 mm -hmm. but like that time frame to like 22 you i love y'all you don't know anything mm -hmm. um i didn't know anything and i and i thought i knew it all and which comes back to having that open mind to continuing to be receptive to learning new things because you don't know nothing and so i, I got a great education i learned a ton that i had no idea about but it was very like baseline 
which is what an undergraduate degree typically is, I guess, nowadays. It's whatever your field may be. It's very much like what, let's set a foundation so that you have a good launching point to do a career if you want. But I really didn't know a whole lot about, as an actor, as far as that goes, I didn't know a whole lot about practitioners mm-hmm. and the nuance between like, what is Meisner's work versus what is, Hagen's work like I didn't really get a whole lot of exposure to that because it was pretty much all Hagen based in my undergrad Mm -hmm. specificity like that so like details um the finesse that you just can't necessarily get when you're one of 20 I don't know four 26 however many people are in your program you're not getting as much attention so you're not getting as much detailed work and then you come to grad school and there's you know eight of you and you're in their face all the time and all of a sudden you're getting all the focus that you've ever wanted. Um, But that's something that I've kind of like come to learn the more that I'm exposed in academia, because as a a grad at MSU, I also teach. So I'm not quote unquote faculty, but I do live in this weird hybrid. Mm -hmm. And I've really come to understand like, you know, liberal arts versus conservatory versus undergrad versus, you know, doing a BFA versus doing just a BA. Like what are all these nuanced differences? And it kind of almost feels like um, a lot of undergrad programs sometimes are just hanging on in on people making money, which isn't, you know, that's not true. That's not the only objective, but it's, it's different. Like having all of the attention, all this uh, one-on-one so that you can really like get those nitty gritty fine-tuned questions that you didn't even think to ask an undergrad. So a lot of specificity, a lot of detail. That's a really long way to answer one question. <laughs> no, I get, well, no, because what I like, uh, I was interviewing someone else and you like him also address my following questions. So it's like, great. Mm-hmm. I don't have to ask this. I don't have to ask this. I don't have to ask <laughs> to this. Check, check, check. Um, but I'm going to ask this one anyways, more specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some do's and don'ts that you garnered in your master program? Some do's and some don'ts. Mm-hmm. Would that be things to like do and don't do in my master's or things to do and don't do what in the professional world or? Um, that is a good question. I hadn't thought or about both? it. I hadn't thought about it in, spe- in specific terms, but um, okay. So let me, let me ask it this way. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask this question first and I think this will better help this one. Because you have both the school experience and the professional experience, right? Mm-hmm. What yep. are some things that you learned in your professional experience that aren't necessarily practical and or taught in your school experience? 100% humility. Okay. They, that's, I mean, even you and I have talked about this before too, how there's a deficit, which is why you're doing stuff like this, a deficit in, you know, theater business courses. But I think that one of the things that, at least from my theater business class that I had in undergrad, it was very technical. It was stuff like, how do you really build a really good resume? How do you, you know, write a legit bio how do you xyz you know it was very like uh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know like standard practice yeah it was like yeah like it was very like what are the practical things you need to know how to do how how do you write a cover letter stuff like that and what they don't really talk about is like yeah i feel like it sometimes is like mentioned but like it'll be very off the cuff of like you know don't don't be a diva like be a good person to work with yeah everybody knows that but nobody teaches you how to like check yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so one of the things that I think that I, I think, and I think that, I don't know, of course everybody says this. I think I'm a good person to work with. (laughs) I think that I am. I think I'm really professional. I think though that something that I've learned about myself over the years 
being out there, but then also being in the pressure cooker that is grad school is that it's like, I love what I do so hard and I work so hard at what I do that sometimes that doesn't come off as like the most likable person. And if you're just going to sit and chill with me and like, we're going to have a good time. Like, yeah, like I think I'm highly approachable and I'm somebody that is fun to be around, but sometimes like that, like I'm going to be a really good actor and I'm going to like nail this. That mentality doesn't always translate. And so it's like, yeah, have that drive, be good and work your hardest, but also like love what you're doing. Cause how blessed are we? Well, <laughs> thanks COVID, but how blessed are we to be actors and to do something that is so enjoyable and fun. Like I, I've never worked a day in my life. I don't have no desk job, but you know, there's, there's, there's a, there's a joy that sometimes I will, I will lose in the, the tunnel of like, I've got to, I've got to be great. I've got to work hard. I've got to work harder because there's always somewhere better to be. Yeah, true. Totally. But enjoy the journey because then you'll be kinder. There's a, there's a proverb that that's so prominent, you know, live to work, not work to live. Like if you truly enjoy what you're doing, you won't ever have to work another day in your life. Yes, totally. And I just did an interview with uh, Elda Mason and she was talking about the same thing of about just enjoying the fact that you got to where you wanted to get to maybe a year ago, if not a couple years ago, if not a couple months ago of like, oh, I want this, saying it to the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, saying, oh, I wish I want, I, I wish I could achieve this. And now you're here, but you're trying to get to the next job. But wait, enjoy this yeah. moment of, you just got here and take this yeah. in. Well, that's, you know, it's, yeah, that's one of the um, common notes that I've gotten multiple times from my committee at the end of each semester, we'll have like a review with some other faculty. And they always say like, can you just celebrate your victories? And I'm like, no, I must continue to yeah. grow. But it's like, no, yeah, continue to grow. Great. But also like find that healthy balance. Like, mm -hmm. yes, push yourself to your limits to continue to grow and to be, you know, this superstar you, but also when you, when you, when you accomplish something, you know, big or small, like pat yourself on the back, be like, good job. You, you go and done it. And then you can go and be crazy and pick your new objective and be like, ah, now Broadway, but settle, settle down and, and, and have a little party, get some Tostitos and some salsa and say, good job. You memorized your script or I don't know, whatever yeah. your you did, goal you did, is. You did that. You did that. <laughs> um, well, and then back to your earlier comment about, you know, people may not, people m might not recognizing your focus and determination. See, I, that never mm. registered to me because even when we worked together, like when yeah. you go around and give us notes, you did it in the best way possible. Here's oh, your, thank here's you. Your, here's your, here's your uh, index card worth of notes. If you needed to explain, please come by. I have a, I'm right down the hall, you guys. I'm always I'm here. Home. That was so cool. But again, we were on a ship and we didn't mm -hmm. need to do it commune style. Like that, no. I, I loved that. that. For me, that was great. That well, was and great. for me too, I was like, it's like always... <laughs> Uh, I love our dance captains as well from our contract, but it's like, it's, it's not them. It's just the nature of the business that like, mm -hmm. and like vocal directors will say this too, like the director and the choreographers or like, you know, the coaches and the dance captains will just always, it's what you see. Mm -hmm. And so it always takes precedence. And so I, and knowing that there are sweeteners out there, it's like music always kind of like, is like the last child we thought of. And so I was, I was like, you know what? I'm really going to be just as hands off with my approach with notes. This is what I'm hearing. This is what you need to know. I've communicated to you. We're all good. 
Mm-hmm. You do it, and I won't tell you again. You do it, and I will write it on another index card, and, we, and then maybe we'll have a conversation. And we. What do you say to someone who's choosing between continuing education and working professionally? Well, I would first of all say, uh, hey, it's a commitment. Um, I'm in a three-year program, and I'm very much at the point where I'm like, oh, man, I'm itching to be back there. I wish it was a two-year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But it's a commitment and know, know why, you know, I had a really clear and steadfast reason in coming back. I was like, I want to get the credentials to be able to be a college professor and teach theater. Um, and I want to learn. And I set out like specific things that I really wanted to do. Like I remember I was typing on like a word doc, like all these different goals that I had. And it was, uh, you know, let me see if I can even find it and pull it up. Cause I had set out all these specific things. I was like, I'm coming in and this is what I'm going to do like this. I want more voice lessons. I want to learn about the publishing process because I would like to be, uh, and will be hello, a published, um, uh, what a writer (laughs) writers get published. I will be a published writer, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, so I wanted to learn about that process so that I could like take it on on my own after school. Uh, I've got a whole list here. Break down walls and inhibitions. What certifications are new for jobs? Refine my process as an actor. Solidify my music book. Solidify a monologue book. Expand my play library and like read a play a week. Mm-hmm. And then I even put down like, I would love to try to do while I'm here, two classical performances, two musicals and two plays. Like come in with a checklist, know what you want to get out of the program because at least at my school, and I imagine this is most master's programs, they're not gonna like hold your hand and carry you through it. You know, they'll give you what they're gonna give you. And then as a master's student, there's an expectation that you're like, okay, this is also what I know I want to do and how I want to expand. And basically being at a university is just giving you the resources to do that. So it's like, okay, I know I want to learn how to write and publish my own acting book if I ever wanted to like put my theology out there. Mm-hmm. what is the publication process like? I have no idea, but now I've actually been through it twice. So you find your resource. So there's a faculty member, Rob Rosnowski, who's published multiple times over. And so I latched on with him and the first project that he did while I was there, I was an assistant and I did some research and some statistics and I got a lovely shout out. And then we collaborated with two other uh, people on faculty to write what was just going to be an article about actor studio and aphantasia, which is the, um, inability to uh, generate images in your mind. So think very like, uh, was it like Marcel in um, Forest Line? Uh, so we wrote an article about that that has now become a chapter in a book. So find, know what you want to do and then grab the resources and, and then do it, make it happen. Speaking about making it happen, with your school and professional experience combined, what's something you hope to implement as an educator yourself or to pass on? Oh, um, well, I think that one of the big things about being at school that I've really learned is just like, there's not just one way to do it, especially being a liberal arts program right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a million things. And I think that you need to be receptive to, to, to changing your game plan, at least as a teacher, you know, I teach private voice and I teach based out of one methodology, but that's not going to work for everybody. Um, and so it's about being receptive to, to working with people who work in different ways. And that I think can translate to anything. Like for me right now, the direct thought is 
oh, I have a, a different voice student and this isn't resonating with them. Let's pull out a different trick out of my pocket. Um, but you can do that anywhere and everywhere. And that kind of boils down to how you be likable and uh, how, how you plays well with others. And then you get the next job kind of a situation. So that also just boils down to like, hey, I work in this way and my castmate, they work in a different way. And how can I do my best to, to gel with them and to evolve my process in a way that can be inclusive and receptive of their process? That's just, you know, playing nice with others, okay. which we should all do. Everyone should be nice. Everyone be nice to each other. <laughs> little love ASMR. You, love you. <laughs> little, little ASMR. I'm stroking the microphone. Your I'm neighbor. weak. I am weak. <laughs> and that will be cut from the audio. <laughs> I'm weak. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for this. Here I yeah. was thinking that I was going to have an assortment array of questions. But listen, just straight, like straight good to the point. Like sometimes that's all well and good. I think... Yeah, well, also, I, I, I yak a mile a minute, and I've got a lot to say, and I'll just keep talking. <laughs> Listen, you're like me. This is why we resonate. I, well, I was going through the list, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to answer this question that he just asked me. And then I would ramble and talk and continue and expand and then be like, Okay, now it's mentally prep for the next question. Oh, the next question that you already answered. <laughs> well, no, but listen, Cameron, listen, not to cut you short, but you're about to be my shortest interview because you, you, like, you get right to everything. You answer that and then some. So I'm like, dude, that's less I got to work on. Kudos well, to you. I'll take it. I'll take it in a run. Insert applause sound effects. <laughs> um, as we cool down with our closing questions, I, yeah. thank you so much for this. I, feel, I found this hey, to be... A really insightful thing. Well, thank you. I, I, I'm glad you thought of me for it. Um, and don't get me wrong. I think I will probably be reaching out to you again so we can talk about a little bit more in-depth uh, masters. Oh, uh, yeah, things. always but, down. You know, we got to give the people just a, I don't want to overwhelm them. Give them just, the Just base. a sample. Just a, just a sample. Just a ditty. Make so, them want to come back for more. Yes. Yes. So being said, what would young, what would mature Cameron say to younger Cameron at the beginning of his professional slash educational career? You don't know anything. <laughs> no, but you know what? I think it is. Uh, what I didn't have a whole lot of when I was an undergrad was confidence. Mm -hmm. I felt like the, like I didn't necessarily belong. I felt like I was the oddball out at all times. Like I went to an expensive school and I was blatantly poor. I, um, I didn't know a whole lot about theater at the time because it had been a hobby that had recently became a career move. Um, and so I just kind of felt like I, I didn't necessarily have the same resources or foundation that my peers had. And so I think that my confidence suffered. And it wasn't until I graduated and moved to Orlando and just worked like boom, 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 boom. And saw that like of my peers who I had graduated with, I was the only one working full time as an actor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, that must mean I'm good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that, you know, having confidence is important. We all know there's a, you know, a fine line between being confident and being cocky, but you know, believe in yourself. Like you got accepted into the school because you're good and you've got stuff to learn. That's why you go to school, but you can swim with the, with the big fish. So hey. believe, oh. believe in yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Speaking of believing in ourselves, if I had a magic wand, mm -hmm. and if I could, that I could grant you with unlimited funds and resources, Ooh. professional and private, what does the next 10 years look like for Cameron Michael Chase? 
okay, the next 10 years, I get whatever I want. Like, this is mm-hmm. infinite wishes. Mm-hmm. This ain't no genie, only get three situation. No. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I'll, I'll limit myself because I could say everything and anything under the sun. Um, uh, personal, I would love to have a, a fantastic loft apartment in, in Manhattan. Uh, I would love to have, uh, it doesn't have to be big. Um, I would love to be in a, uh, a very healthy long-term relationship because she's single. Uh, <laughs> and I really, uh, just thinking like personal stuff, like I also really want a dog really mm-hmm. bad. I have a cat. I love my cat. Uh, she's taking a nap like right at my feet right now. But I also really want a dog, Border Collie. Personal things. Professional things. Hello, Broadway. I see you. Do you see me? I'm coming for you. Ring it down. Um, uh, I would love to, like, uh, you know, make that happen. It doesn't have to be like a Sutton Foster situation where I'm in every show. Um, I don't need to be the next big name, but I'd like to book up at least one. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love teaching voice. Voice lessons is, teaching voice lessons is so much fun. I don't know, there's something about it that's very like spon- spontaneous. Mm-hmm. You don't really create a lesson plan for it because it's all about like coming to the lesson of the day and listening to your student and what do they have for me? And then basically, you know, responding with what you hear. Okay, I'm hearing this, so let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love the, the environment um, in a voice lesson. So I would love to also... Um, uh, continue to build on my private voice studio so that I've got a nice voice studio during the day. And then, oh, time for my show. I got to go to the Broadway people. Look out, yeah. starring in my my fair lady. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whatever will open uh, in a year and two years from now, whatever New York's doing. You know, I think those are all obtainable things. I was talking with someone about this yesterday. And I totally believe in the, in, you know, the law of attraction and, you know, what you put out into the universe is what you get, will get back. Now it's not going to happen tomorrow. I mean, it could be, it could, but there's it's, a oh, certain- sorry, it's, it's happening right now. <laughs> Guys, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, Hi, New York city. Yes. You want me to, you're opening a show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but to some varying degree, there has to be a work that goes behind it or there has to be, yeah. you know, uh, a level of, tenacity if not mm-hmm. hard work you know where i'm going with this people you know where yeah. i'm going with this so okay. you gotta work to make your dreams come true because uh, there is no magic wand that corbin has that he can win <laughs> boop, boop, boop. But, if he, but if he gets one you know who would really have it hey. it would be laura gickness laura would be that Emma. little it would be that little um Cinderella's what's her fairy godmother oh wow that she yep. pulls out of yep. her out of her Boop. finger that she's, <laughs> she's got wrapped around her yep. thumb and it looks like a Chinese finger trap yes. and next thing you know she's like oh my God. I've the, got a wand jokes on you it's oh just a tight squiggly piece of plastic god oops Disney Magic Room sorry <laughs> guys this is real so are, so are wands oh uh, but that's what I think of when I think of magic wand oh my god okay 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 that was just, that just took me back. Down with the geekness. Down with the geekness. Where can the people find you on social media? Uh, so I am not a super uh, active person online, uh, but uh, uh, my personal website is going up uh, in the next month, which is CameronMichaelChase.com. And you can also find me on Instagram with all of my plants and my cat at uh, CameronMichaelChase. 
as well. It's a long name. My parents gave me three first names. They were thinking, they were like, wait a minute, this kid's going to be a star. Let's make his name really long and complicated. First, well, first, first. Well, well, listen, I actually do like it. Like, like when you walk into a room, oh, that's Cameron Michael Chase. What? Oh, it, ro- it rolls off the tongue. It's mm-hmm. like, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, also, the kids, the children's at MSU have adapted to calling me CMC. I like so that. That's that's I a nice mad about fun it. nickname that I ain't mad about it either. I, I'm generally not into nicknames for the most part. I like to be called Cameron. Uh, I like to be called Cameron Michael. But um, like Cam, I gotta, I gotta be your buddy. I gotta. That's like you have to earn that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about the random undergrads just being like, "Hey, CMC, what's up?" Down the hallway, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm into this. This is cool. This is cool." If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast, and be sure to share with your friends. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on next week's episode of How to Business in Show Business.